It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. We are here today. It is a nice, well, it's not too nice. There's a lot of rain going on right now in the city of Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, for those who are not here, uh, we are trying to work our way through it. Oh, yes, I'll get through it though, Tanisha. What about you? Oh, we have to, but there there are two sets of people who are excited: the farmers and the people like me who battle allergies. It's washing all that pollen away, so I yes, will take so it. Much. I will take it. I'm I'm excited. I'm usually not excited about a rainy day, but this one I am. Yeah, 24 hour allergy pills are definitely in my vocabulary and uh, part of my budget right now. Yes. <laughs> so we can definitely do it. But uh, coming up today, y'all. We're going to go through our top three with Jarvis and T. But before we get there, let me tell you about Bet Online. College basketball came to a close last night. The Kansas Jayhawks got their win. And let me tell you, Bill Self was able to pull it out. You know, he's been going through this season. And I don't know about you, but if you did not get onto betonline.net, because it is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports mm-hmm. info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. If you you missed out, if you didn't, if you didn't get, get in on that, uh, on those Caleb, the Caleb Loves of the world, all those guys that were playing some really good basketball, I think it was just an exciting game. And, and what else is exciting is Bet Online is the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Mm-hmm. Make sure you head on over to their website today because there are a couple of things coming up. You got the Masters coming up. Yes. And you got some playoffs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. So make sure you head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. See, speaking of the national championship, the Kansas Jayhawks defeat your your guys, the North Carolina Tall Hills, and seventy two to sixty nine. And it just seems like in that first half, after that slow start the Tar Heels got off to, mm-hmm. it just seemed like North Carolina was just gonna dominate. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I, well, I was excited, but it was cautious optimism because Kansas has shown over and over again that they're a very resilient team. And I remember saying at the end of the half, the first half, man, I wish we were up by 20 because I knew <laughs> that they had some assassins who could hit some threes, just spot up shooters that could whittle away at that lead. And also I knew that if their big man got going as our big man was hampered by injuries, then advantage Kansas. And it was almost like literally as I was saying that because the last sequence was, you know, Kansas uh, hits a basket, uh, North Carolina does not, but then they get a rebound and then they hit the basket. I'm like, you know, okay, we're we're maybe good here. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that concerned me was Baycott's injury because he just, I was like, man, he's just not able to push off. He's not able to do the very things that make him so lethal inside both on offense and defense. And that's the thing that bothered me. And then I said, Bill Self is great at making halftime adjustments. I was not, I was not convinced or confident that Hubert Davis would once Bill Self made his. And it seemed like no matter what RJ Davis 
And that backcourt just could not figure out how to get out of traps. They couldn't figure out how to get out of press. It just, it, they just did not have an answer for the defense that Bill Self kept putting forth and even the pressure he was putting on Baycott. And I just, that was where I said that game will be won or lost is who comes back the second half and makes the adjustments or responds to the adjustments. And unfortunately we did not. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that you saw, like it was clear, so clear when coming out in the, in the beginning of the second half that Kansas wanted to push the pace a little bit because yes. they wanted yes. to, they want to wear those bigs down. And because mm -hmm. like I said, with Baycott, you know, he was dominating that first half. Like, yes. For it, especially because they were playing at the pace that they wanted to play. Yes. They were and, the you know, yes. Davis cutting WWE promos on the sideline interviews and stuff like that. It just really told you the type of intensity that they had while playing the way they that they were playing in. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know what? The, and I think that you made a good point when you're talking about how the adjustment to the adjustment of what maps. That's what's going to win you the game, especially yes. in, in talking about the stage where the national championship is on mm -hmm. the line. Yes. And like I said, I think Bill Self made the right adjustments mm -hmm. and he did what he was supposed to do. And unfortunately, Hubert Davis didn't make the adjustment to the adjustment. Yeah, now, and he had a sneak peek to be able to do it because that last possession, to your point, Kansas' last possession before the half was them break, you know, coming out on the break and just taking the pace. And I can remember listening to one of the commentators saying, Tar Heels are starting to look a little tired. Yeah. So they he he Bill Self gave you a sneak peek of his blueprint for right before halftime, and you didn't make the adjustments and somehow you still only lost by three and that's the thing you were still in it you were yeah. still in it so there were more than enough opportunities to make those adjustments but again hubert davis first year head coach this is a learning opportunity and a learning experience for him in terms of when you've got a team that is that good and a coach that is that good you've got to step up your game as well and be ready to play chess and not checkers Another team in the city that was on a good run and they're looking like uh, they were going to probably, probably try to make some noise and look like that team. They were back in 2018 when they mm -hmm. put up that big boy banner. Yes. Mount United, they, are, they got some injuries on, 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 the, uh, on the on the on the horizon that they have to deal with. T. We talk about Joseph Martinez experiencing some tightness. Mm -hmm. The absolute star of this team, the face of the franchise, the fall. Um, he's spending some tightness in his knee. Uh, you mm -hmm. got Mateus Ros Rosetto and Ozzy Alonso dealing with their respective injuries. Yes. Like, what can Atlanta United do to kind of like right the ship? Because this is something that I think is going to help them, uh, not going to help them going forward. Because, yeah. especially with it, since they got off to a, a pretty decent start. Yeah, you like the fact that it's it was a went on the road. They got three points. Yes, it was ugly, but three points is three points is three points because that helps you in the table. You're in third place in the East. So that's the, the good part. But like you said, you're losing Rusetto for at least two to four weeks with that hamstring injury. Ozzy Alonso, you know, AC people are coming back. Players are coming back from ACL injuries much faster these days. But again, you have to assume that you could lose him for the entire season. And nobody wants to ever hear about Joseph Martinez getting evaluated or re-evaluated for that. You know right what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not, like nobody ever wants to hear yeah. that. But I did hear a little buzz about Emerson Hyndman and the fact that he is progressing 
pretty solidly. So maybe he's on his way back. And we talk about Alex Anthopoulos all the time as being one of the better leaders, negotiators, and forward preemptive thinkers. Right. Darren Eels is pretty preemptive too. He's pretty proactive and pretty preemptive preemptive as well. And United has been working all throughout the offseason to bring that depth, if you will. And I'm also liking what I see from Gonzalo Pineda in terms of pairings and you know matchups and and watching to see where he needs to kind of sub in this person and that person so as sad as it makes me to see like dang you know they're just getting their footing i mean the season just started right and you beat yeah, dc right. united on their pitch that's exciting but then you have this news that comes out so i have been kind of watching my twitter because as you know darren eels always tweets out a little like note to let us know he's do, he's up to something and then we find out exactly who he signs so i've been kind of watching my twitter to see what moves he's going to make just to kind of keep that momentum going for five stripes that foresight that type of um forward thinking is going to definitely help though help you united out as they try to get back on track yes. but you know lastly though t you know i i think that one of the things that we have to kind of really take a look at is atlanta falcons Yes. Make a little nerd to make a little noise here. You know, uh, they're set to visit with um, Malik Willis and, uh, next week, mm-hmm. along with the Carolina Panthers. Man, this, this is it's, it's starting to really get interesting. It's you can tell yeah, yeah, April with all these home visits and all of this stuff, and which are starting to really potentially maybe getting some ideas of what the team is going to do, but you know how it is. This is smoke screen season. I'm not believing anything. Yeah, they just doing their due diligence. Yeah, of course they are. (laughs) They want to make sure all the teams behind them think they're doing that as well. So I think that any information that's public, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. But um, the Falcons are set to visit with Malik Willis. Also, um, a couple other uh, quick notes here. Um, Mm -hmm. They signed Rashawn Evans. Yes. That should be a guy that they could possibly, you know, fill in that middle linebacker role. Mm-hmm. Foye Alukan uh, was able to establish himself and go on and get to get the Brinks truck backed up, man. Yes. Good Lord. Shout out to Foye, man. I, I'm so happy for that dude. He is just a guy that, that you absolutely can really just be cool with. Oh, and yeah. He's yeah. always somebody we're still going to root for, regardless of if he's right. in a Falcons uniform or not, because he gave the Falcons everything that they could have expected from a lower round draft pick and then some and right. then some. So, yeah, like you said, excited about Rashawn Evans. And of course, we know that uh, we're looking at and hey, we're going to give a little love because we give a little love to the third element of the game. Yeah, exactly. And so the, the long snapper, of course, long time, long snapper for the Falcons, Josh Harris, the pro bowler. He moved yes. on, and uh, now they signed a Bo, Bo Brinkley for a one-year deal on, on Monday. So they're starting to shore up just little pieces, if you will. But what I really thought was interesting, what really made me go, ooh, the plot thickens, is that mega trade, that blockbuster trade that had more draft picks than Darvs and I have time to dig into today. Right. But it was a trade <laughs> late last night between the Saints and the Eagles that essentially gets the Saints a couple of first-round picks this year, but it, it, there's, a, there's a lot involved in it. Of course, yeah. there are so many layers to it, not just for 2022, but for 2023, the conditions that will have to be met or not met in order for those draft picks to come to fruition. But one of the first things I said when I saw the movement, I was like, hmm, wonder why we're moving because 
you've got really three key areas, not unlike the Falcons. Saints need a QB, Saints need O-linemen, and the Saints need D-linemen. So I was like, you don't have to do all that trading and mixing and remixing for an O-lineman. As you know, former defensive player yourself, this is a defensive rich class. And even with you going to the senior bowl, you've seen that there's talent there. So that means probably one thing that you might be seeing them jockey for position because you've got the Falcons at eight. Like you said, about to see Malik Willis next week. You got those Panthers at six. And a lot of the boards, a lot of the draft boards have Malik Willis going at six to them or Kenny Pickett. And then you've got the Saints who seemingly are trying to jockey for position to get around anybody who they think might go after Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. And maybe they'll do it this year. Maybe they will, or maybe they won't. But whatever they're trying to do, the Falcons need to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but uh, I, I think that, you know, we want to thank you for uh, for checking us out right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. It is the ATL Day Ones podcast. I'm Jarvis. She's Janitra. And, but coming up next, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. The, the Hawks take on the Raptors tonight. Yes. And one of the things that I started thinking about, what do we need to see from them tonight in order to for the Hawks to get a win, a win in that in that play in game so they can move on to get into the real playoffs? Because this is the real place out that that they were looking for. It is the ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Sinitra. We'll be right back. Welcome back to ATL Day Ones. I am Tanitra Batista, Jarvis Davis. We appreciate you guys coming back to join us. And we also appreciate you rocking with our entire Locked On Sports Atlanta family. Check us out on YouTube and also any and all audio platforms. And when you do check us out on YouTube, make sure that you like our page, make sure you follow us and subscribe to our page. We've got some great things going on within this Locked On Sports Atlanta network. Now, we're going to talk a little Hawks because the Hawks have a big game tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about that matchup in Toronto against the Raptors. But before we talk about that, you know, we've got to talk about being healthy. And last night tested me, Jarvis. Last Ooh. night really tested me that North Carolina-Kansas game just in terms of wanting to eat a snack that I shouldn't have eaten. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And and so, you know, those tense moments, you tend to kind of like want to eat and and munch. But what I encourage you guys to do is when that happens and you want to get that bad snack, get the good snack, get the built bar, because that feels like something that is good for you, but also good tasting. Have you tried the puffs? Told you guys that It's protein infused. It's a protein infused marshmallow, 100% real chocolate. So if you are a chocolate fan, this can even help you to be in stressful moments and not be stressed out completely without at least enjoying yourself uh, with what you're eating. There are some other fan favorites, including the cinnamony churro, if you will, the coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. And again, these bars, built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but still low calorie, 
high protein. So you can replace that candy bar. Even when your team stresses you out, you can replace that candy bar with the built bar. So go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart. It'll tell you everything like just four grams of sugar in a bar, 17 grams of protein, and only about 240 calories in each bar. I think that that is a good look for you. And where do you want to go to go and take advantage of this offer? Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for that 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Now, look, Jarvis and I are hoping that tonight all we have to do is eat a built a built bar, right? Because right. it's going to be a good looking that we don't go to our bad habits and go and eat a candy bar because the Hawks have stressed us out. But they want oh, some wings. Good. You know how I get down. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but they've been really, they've been looking really good of late. They've been looking like, as we love to call them, playoff Hawks. Mm. Um, and, and so that's exciting individually and collectively. And they met their match, right? Because there are a couple of matchups that we've seen in in the Eastern Conference this year that have given them some trouble. The Nets being one of them, and they got over that hump mm-hmm. on Saturday night in fine fashion. The Raptors being another, giving yeah. them matchup nightmares. So going into this game, especially with this game being in Toronto, and thankfully they have had a couple of days off to just kind of refresh, if you will, but it's a critical game, Jarvis, because we're looking to see what they're going to show us tonight that tells us if they can hold on at least to that eighth spot in the play-in round and potentially host a game, what is that going to tell us about their ability, tonight's game, about their ability to move from just play-in but winning the play-in and actually getting into the playoffs? You know what? I I think the main thing for me is with John Collins being out, that's some of the things that I wonder, like, at what point, um, as they come down towards the end of the season and, and the play, play-in round start begins, it like who's going to be that guy to be the the, the second score? Because we mm-hmm. all know with, what um, Trey Young can do. And we talked about on yesterday's show as far as how he has that confidence and he's starting to build up that trust with his teammates. And mm-hmm. his teammates have come through for him. And yes. I, I think that that's one of the reasons why they've been on this win streak Yes. Uh, coming into tonight's game against the Raptors. So there is uh, though that that's one factor. And then I, I think that the, the first name that came to mind when I started thinking about what who can be that second score consistently was Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yes. But I don't know if that could be the guy because he's a guy that comes off the bench. Yes. Is that because. It's kind of unorthodox, you know, so to speak. But and but I think it's like a guy like Lou Williams in his older in his in his younger days, he was those guys on the team that he played on because he was winning the multiple six men a year awards. Yes. And, yes. and he, his numbers were up there with starter starting mm-hmm. type numbers. So maybe that's the model or, or yes. that, that can help the Hawks going forward. But 
I think that, you know, Bogdan, a, a score, a second score is, is what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. that consistent scoring. Uh, another guy that I thought about was DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre mm-hmm. Hunter's been playing solid as of late. He's he's playing with more confidence, putting the ball yeah. on the floor. Um, and, and I think that um, when I was watching the television broadcast and Vince Carter was doing the game, I absolutely love Oh, Vince is amazing. He yeah, does Vince games. Yeah. I just feel like I just learned something. Yes, the end. <laughs> I just like, okay, cool. This is my guy. I love I love Vince. Nothing against Neat, but I love when Vince you know, gets on broadcast because he can, he points out a lot of things that I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Yes. You're not talking over my head as well. So I, right. I think that for him to point out, you know, DeAndre Hunter being aggressive, being, yes. being yes. the guy to put his head down and go to the yes. basket. And go to the rack, yes. Yes, and get to the free throw line too. Mm-hmm. Because those are the easy points. Yes. Because if you have to go one-on-one with the basketball in your hands, mm-hmm. you know, um, every time ISO – to try to score like that can wear on you um, in those, mm-hmm. especially in those big games. So I, I think that with the way Hunter has been playing, mm-hmm. and of course with way Bo been playing, he's been just lights out. I think those are the two f- couple of factors that I think that I'm going to be looking for tonight that kind of help figure out whether or not these guys can can get this thing done once it gets going. And for me, it's more about it's it's the committee. So I. I don't really care who the second score is just be a second score right, and right, that's right. how because that's the formula that worked for them last year now granted Bogdan Bogdanovich was a starter but the formula last year was on any given day the secondary score could be anybody because I will tell you when we were watching game seven Sixers literally it was like who's going to show up and be that person if the Hawks have a chance and when you get Kevin Herter started early, when you get him going early, oh, that's an assassin right yes. there. And yes. he literally smoked them all by himself pretty much. In that game. Fools. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he, he went Kayvon and Red Velvet all at the same time. All at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But when he goes Kayvon, when he goes Red Velvet, then that's a good look. If, he, if he's not hitting like he wasn't hitting Saturday, his defense was solid because they put him on Kyrie a couple times and they put him on Kyrie a few times and it doesn't show up in the stat line, but he affected his shot. He yes. affected his shot. And when you have someone that prolific in the backcourt, then at least at a minimum, make him work for the shots. And yes. sometimes he even affect him to the point where he's going to miss shots, which he did a couple of times. So, if it's Kevin Herter, that's fine with me. If it's Bogey, that's fine with me. I really love what you said, too. If it's DeAndre, that makes me really happy because that means DeAndre is giving us two-way play. So if we can get multiple two-way players, Clint, Onyeka, to some degree, Danilo Gallinari, oh, yeah. as well as DeAndre. And Ron Wright. <laughs> yes. If we start getting four and five players to buy in to two-way play, then any of them can be the secondary starter or the secondary score on any given night. And I think there's something else you mentioned as well. I'm seeing them be more aggressive and not just settling for the three and and not just settling also for that three ball early in the shot clock. I'm seeing them really distribute the ball. That's how you're getting that balanced scoring. It's like every night the stat line is almost like 28 or 30 assists for like 49 or 50 shots. That's the thing. That's what you want to really see because that tells me that, 
like you said, Trey is confident and he trusts his teammates and they are actually, it's paying dividends. They're actually showing that, hey, you give me the ball, you get the ball in my hands when you're trapped or when your shot isn't falling and we're able to, to deliver. Also, it's the aggressiveness that we're seeing with them going to the basket. I mean, when yes. I'm seeing Gallo slam, that makes my heart happy. When I'm seeing Clint Capella not miss the, the point blank shots because he is focused on going to the rack, and I mean slamming and making sure you know he you feel him. Oh, I'm I'm happy. And that's what they're gonna need to do, by the way, tonight in order to really keep Pascal Siakam in check. And OG Ananobi is questionable right now, but there's a mm -hmm. good chance that he might play. And those two bigs have really, really given the Hawks some fits. But if the Hawks can get this one tonight, Jarvis, I think we have every reason to be confident that they will play themselves in that playing game right into the playoffs. Now, speaking of us looking at what do we need to see in order to be confident about the Hawks? Well, the last few days, people have been looking to see what they need to see to be confident about someone who's not far down the road from us on Interstate 20. So we'll talk about it and for the culture when we come back. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. And first of all, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to all the viewers, the likes, the subscribes that you all have been doing. We want you to yes. continue to do that for Locked On Sports Atlanta. It is a big boy network. They have three big old shows. And then for yes. those who don't know, we have John Chuckery hitting hard with John Chuckery and also A to Z with Mark Zeno. Like, yes. it's, like, it's like the 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 Avengers around this thing. So make sure you go like and subscribe and, and follow us on all the audio all platforms. We're on those as well. Yes. And Tanitra, this is for the culture, for those you don't know. Uh, yes. we, do, we do this segment each and every day. And uh, a lot of times it can vary from topics where it's, we talk about what's going on in pop culture. Mm -hmm. And we talk about how that affects us. Meaning, you know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but you know, Tanisha and I are of uh, African American descent. <clears throat> so, so uh, you got yeah. a little melanin going on, right? Just a little melanin in our skin tone, right there. So, this is the segment for that. So, we kind of talk about what affects us. And and today, I think T, I think it is no doubt in our minds where we should go with this this particular topic, and that is. Mr. Golf himself. Yes. And I'm referred to him as that because that's how I have come to know the game. And that's Tiger Ooh. Woods. Tiger Woods. And I quote, as of right now, I feel like I'm going to play. That is when when I when that came out, I was just like, oh my goodness. This yes. dude is literally really about to do this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone who just a year ago we didn't know. Not so much that he was on his deathbed, but it felt like it because the injuries and when you saw his vehicle from that car accident, it's like, no way is this guy ever going to pick up a nine iron ever right. again in life. Yes. But, but, you know, we're lucky if he just comes out and maybe he'll just bless us as a golf commentator. Right. And all of a sudden there's this buzz these last few days when we got word that he was on the, the uh, links with his son, Charlie. Charlie yeah. And it's like, hmm. And then mm -hmm. little by little, a friend here would say something. A friend there would say, hey, I talked to him and he's looking good. Or, hey, you know, he completed all 18 holes. And all of a sudden we're all like, wait a minute. We, 
we gonna get tired next week? <laughs> and literally today the world stopped. Right. And Jarvis just gave me the quote at 11 a.m. for his press conference, everything stopped. Yeah. So his press conference was broadcast live. The gallows were closed out and all of the attention was on him to hear the very words that Jarvis just said. When I think about that, I think about you as a football player who may have never paid attention to golf. I think about my grandmother who loved sports, mm -hmm. but literally would sit there and watch all four rounds of any given golf tournament that Tiger Woods played in. Wow. And she did that for years. Mm -hmm. And I think about even a Lee Elder, who in his day was virtually invisible on the tour. Yes, he was. Juxtaposed to Tiger Woods, he gives the tour all of its visibility. Oh. And I think to myself, <laughs> where else, who else can we even think of who would walk away, whether by force or by choice, will walk away from his or her sport, and leave that kind of vacuum. Woo! Well, you know what? You know, I got to start from right here in the city, right? I got to start yeah. from Atlanta. And people might not want to agree with it, and but you know what? I don't care. It's my show. You know, I'm going to say what I need to say. Mm -hmm. Michael Vick, yeah. that is the guy yeah. that has that had an effect on this city, and he is a guy that continues to have an effect on this city because people still bring his name up mm -hmm. <laughs> to, yeah. on 15 years later right. after he left the team. So I think that, you know, when you think about, you know, uh, players who have that type of influence on, you know, on the fan base or, or just fans of the game, it just – I even go back to when, you know, Vic was at his peak, right? Mm -hmm. I would say 2004. He was on the yeah. cover of the Mad Game, and that was a game that I played for 20 years straight. Mm -hmm. I had every copy of it. I don't know where they are right now, but I have, and I played yeah, them yeah. religiously. <laughs> you know, he was on the cover of, of the game. Right before everything went down with uh, the dog fighting, he had a, a brand another edition of his shoe to come out, mm -hmm. and I made sure that I about five years ago that I got my own pair of those Michael Vicks because I always <laughs> wanted them because yeah. they were just that dope. Like so, when you think about that type of effect that he had on just me, you know, mm -hmm. I've been able to move on just from uh, him being out there on the field and playing for the Falcons. Right, There's still people still think that. Michael Vick or Michael Vick type guy should be out there because of the effect that he had, that he had when he was on the field. Yeah. So I think that it it really says something about mm -hmm. the type of player that not only Tiger Woods is but Michael Vick as well. Yes. That those guys were so dynamic and are you know and Tiger still has a, just a little bit left in the tank. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Um, I can say that, but he's definitely not the player he was, but. To be so dynamic, yes, and has such an effect on the game that you play, mm -hmm. and so many other greats come before you, yes, but they still don't necessarily have the type of effect that you had. I think that is just something that just like that needs to be talked about mm -hmm. uh, continuously. <laughs> yeah, and with your peers also saying that they legit hope that you are coming back, that it's good, acknowledging that it's good for the game. And I'm going to take you back. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we know what good for the game is. 
code for, but bring these ratings and bring these dollars back. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But right. one of uh, another player that I think about where literally it left us scratching our heads. We felt like there was a vacuum. We weren't quite sure, especially in that time, what to do with it. That was back the day that Magic Johnson made his announcement about his diagnosis yes, and that he had to walk away from the game of basketball. Right. And like you said, was he, you know, magic from the early days of the Lake show, not by that time, but right. he had even more left in the tank than say Tiger Woods now has left in the tank, if you will. Right. Exactly. And all of a sudden there's a press conference and here's this African-American man mm-hmm. who now has become the face of what back then was the scariest disease ever. Yes. And we don't know what to do with ourselves. We don't know what to do with ourselves as a society because we're not understanding how, because of the, at that time, what it was associated with um, homosexual lifestyle or what have you. And here's this heterosexual man married who is everything of quote unquote masculinity. Mm -hmm. And it got him. Right. And we're all shaking our heads like, okay. And at that time, we don't know all the details about how it's transmitted. Right. We don't know how, how we don't, we just don't know. But I just remember feeling like that was that moment in time where there was a vacuum because it had been a battle back and forth, whether mm-hmm. it was Lakers Pistons, Lakers Celtics, Lakers, who's ever, whoever's coming out of the Eastern Conference, Lakers versus. And all of a sudden, the very core, the glue, the clog, the cog in the wheel, not just for the Lakers, but for the NBA overall, gone in an instant. Yeah, that's another person that left a vacuum. Right. I vividly remember players talking about not even want to be on the court yes. with him. Like, yes. all right, what's going to happen if he starts bleeding? Right. They're going to run away and, you know, it's lurking around the area. It's going to get me. Ooh. Yes. You know, it's, yes. just, it's just amazing, like, how much us as, we, us as a society did not know what was going on with the disease and how yes. it was transmitted, like you mentioned. It, it was just, it was just, and I'm sitting here watching it, just like, wow, this is, crazy like mm-hmm. this can touch anybody you know what yeah. i mean especially yeah. if it got magic because you know he was just such on a big pedestal you yeah. know as an athlete and just what he was doing and, and the effect that he had on the game mm-hmm. it, like i said I, i'll never forget that stuff like that so yeah he's definitely a guy that you know and even after and post career too you know when mm-hmm. you think about what he's done and just yes. from an entrepreneurial standpoint mm-hmm. and being able to you know be part owner you know when it comes to the Dodgers and starting the Magic Johnson theaters and everything mm-hmm. you know and them being in every dog on hood yeah <laughs> it seems like the address for along with Magic the TBI Fridays that were right next door <laughs> <laughs> right. as well <laughs> Yeah, Magic Johnson Theater was going to be on MLK in every city coming near yeah. you. You know, yeah. yes, it was. And another one that really, really sh- sent shockwaves through our community was when Michael Jordan was at the height of his career, as I like to call it. You know, the first round of right. the championships, right. and decided that he was walking away from the game. Yeah. Like yeah. we didn't know what to do with ourselves. We, I mean, we just did not understand. And so, again. A Tiger Woods, a Michael Vick, a Michael Jordan, a Magic Johnson. These are iconic figures who, when they stepped away from the game, whether temporarily or permanently, just left a tremendous vacuum that in most cases, in all of those cases, except for Tiger's, because his story is still being written, but in everybody else's case, 
It's been a long time and a lot of work put in to close that vacuum out with players that came along like a Kobe Bryant, like a LeBron James, or players that came along like uh, the second coming of Michael Vick, like a Lamar Jackson, you know, and that um, sort of second generation of that type of, of prototype of a quarterback. So yeah, Tiger Woods, we, we will be watching. Yes. We will be glued to our TVs this weekend, if for nothing else, not just to see you, but root you on for the comeback. And we want you to be glued to Locked On Sports Atlanta. Yeah. And this is the ATL Day Ones with Jarvis's Tanitra. Make sure you go like and subscribe. I'm going to continue to reiterate this. Or make me go get my gun. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm just playing. Uh, just that joking. came out. Eh, sorry, T. You know, I get a little excited sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little excited sometimes. That's why he's got me. Yeah. Um, it's legal, you know, it's, it's okay to have a yeah, it's legal, it's yeah, it's legal fire. Yeah, but, but yeah, go ahead and like and subscribe. Make sure you go follow us on all audio platforms. T, now you know we're going to be talking about this Toronto Raptors matchup to, um, tomorrow on the show. So, yes. yeah, tell, let everybody know that, hey, you need to be back here Wednesday afternoon, and you need to be going and hitting that, uh, that button when that, that uh, notification comes through your phone. Yes. So do that. And it is the ATL Day Ones with Jarvis Sinitra. We will see you tomorrow. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.